Hi, I'm glad you could be with me today as together we get into God's wonderful word in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John. If you've been with me, you know we're now in the fourth chapter. Today I want to pick up our reading in chapter 4 of 1 John, beginning in verse 19. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. We've been looking at a portion in the fourth chapter of First John, given over to a discussion of love. And as we've said each time, I've been examining the fact that in 1 John chapter 4, the word love, English word love, translates the Greek word agape, which is a selfless love. There's an affection to it, certainly, but it's more than affection. It is a selflessness, a self-giving sort of love. Agape love that we're talking about here is part of God's very nature. It's one of his attributes like justice, holiness, Love is one of those things, one of those parts of God's very nature. And we saw in Romans chapter 5 that God has poured that love into the life of the redeemed believer, the child of God. As we repent and believe in the gospel, God works this miracle, pours what is not naturally ours into us. We have his love within. We learned also in chapter 4, and we're reminded in chapter 4, that the ultimate example of what agape means is seen in the Lord Jesus Christ, his going to the cross, the Father sending the Son into the world, the Son choosing to go willingly to the cross to sacrifice his life for us. We also learned that God wants agape love to be seen within the church fellowship. Yesterday, we were looking at agape love again and how agape love and God's plan is there to drive out the fear of punishment. As he pours his agape into us as a response to our repentance and faith, God says that agape is supposed to have a process in you of driving out the fear of death, the fear of punishment, to underscore for us assurance of our salvation. I hope all of that was helpful for you. Now today, we're still talking about agape love, and in the verses I read to you today, we're talking about God's great intention in having agape love expressed within the church. Now certainly he wants us to show agape to others at times, but ultimately his focus here is on the church fellowship, the family of God that we're a part of, those brothers and sisters that God has placed into our life. And the clear command here in these verses that I read to you is that God wants us to express agape, to love others in the body. To follow in that sense, as verse 19 puts it, his divine example. He is the one who initiated love toward us. <laughs> Remember, he loved us, first loved us. He didn't love us because we were lovable. He didn't love us because we earned his love. He didn't love us because we deserved his love. He loved us while we were yet sinners, as Romans 5 tells us. Isn't that an amazing truth? While we were still in rebellion against him, a real piece of work, God loved us and took the initiative 
in sending his son into the world to die for us. That is the amazing example of God's love. And God says that example of self-initiating love is what I want to see expressed within the family of God, within the place I've placed you with brothers and sisters in Christ in a church. And by the way, if you're not in a church, get in it because you're disobeying God's clear commands. You have no legitimacy for any argument that says, I'll go it alone, I don't want to be part of a church. You need to be part of the right church, but you need to be part of a church. You need to be in a church family, a church fellowship. Well, at any rate, God says, listen, I want this love, this agape love I poured into you to be expressed within the context of the church. The importance of this is underscored by the fact that agape love becomes a proof of our love for God. Notice verse 20, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who doesn't love his brother whom he's seen can't love God whom he's not seen. Agape love, selflessness and affection given toward the undeserving brother and sister in Christ is the core expression and proof that we love God. Here's the point, and don't miss this, brothers and sisters. The proof that we love God is not ultimately demonstrated by how zealously we worship in a service, how many tears we shed in the midst of a service, how dramatic is our praise in the midst of a service. And here's another thing. Brothers and sisters, uh, the proof of our love for God is not ultimately expressed and demonstrated by some spiritual, mystical in-loveness for God. You know, some people can create a persona of in-loveness. They, they have, you look at them and they say, oh, wow, they're just, they have such a, an affection and all that. No, 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 God is not saying that. He is saying, listen, the real proof that you love me, not seen in your worship, not seen in your praise, not seen in your tears, not seen in your closed eyes and in loveness to me. No, no, no. The real proof of the love for me is showing agape love, which I poured into you, toward your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're not doing that, I don't care what you're doing during the worship times. I don't care if you're shedding tears. I don't care if you've got your eyes closed. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> the proof is, are you loving? And by the way, here's the point. All church families are filled with very unlovable people at times. In fact, you're unlovable at times, and I'm unlovable at times. And that's the whole point of agape love, loving the unlovable. God says, listen, in the, in the context of the church family, the proof that you love me is that you love them. Not because they deserve it, not because they're so lovable, but because they're there and they're redeemed. You love them first, not because of what they do, but despite what they do, because that's the model of agape love we have. He says, in fact, he even goes so far here in these verses as to say, we cannot truthfully love him if agape is not being expressed toward the brothers and sisters, because true agape love begins with a focus on the seen, not the unseen. We can see 
the brothers or sisters in Christ who are part of the church family God has placed us in. We can see them. And God says, how are you responding to the ones that you see? Are you responding to them with the selflessness, the 1 Corinthians 13 type of love? God says, how you're responding to them becomes proof. If you're not responding to them, you're not loving me. Even if you think you are, you are not loving me. It's a sobering challenge from God, isn't it? And God puts it in a command move. He says, this is the commandment that we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love the brothers, the brothers and sisters in Christ. This is not a suggestion from God. This is not some devotional thought like, oh, well, you know, I think you might be happier if you love your brothers or sisters in the church. No, no, <laughs> this is not that sort of suggestion. It's not some wistful thought that maybe looks good on a church plaque that's up on the wall somewhere. This is intended by God to be a lived-out reality within the relationships that exist with the brothers and sisters in Christ. You cannot love God if you are not first loving the brothers and the sisters. Very sobering, isn't it? Very sobering. Jesus put it, they'll know you're my disciples because of the love you have for one another. He doesn't say you'll know that, the, that you are my disciples. People will know you're my disciples if you have very zealous worship times. If you close your eyes and, and raise your hands. No, no, no. He says, you'll know. Not, I understand, I'm not putting down any of that. I'm just saying that's not the proof. The proof is in how you treat one another. And so here's the question. How are you doing with that command? Remember, this is the command that we have from him, verse 21. How are you doing on the command? Are you showing agape, 1 Corinthians 13 love, toward the unlovable often people that God has placed in your church family? That's where you begin. Our love for the Lord is expressed in that love too. And if we're not loving that way, God says, you're, you're, when you say you love me, it's an empty statement. Don't live with empty statements. Live in truth. Look for God's grace and enablement to step forward in agape love toward the brothers and sisters. Join me tomorrow, won't you, as we continue our study in 1 John.